Hebrews chapter 5. And we're going to start in verse 12. Now, I know that my husband went here, but that, we're going to read it again because I had fully intended to preach something along this line, but when he read that, it gave me more light and more understanding uh, of what I was going to be ministering about tonight. So we'll just flow with that. Okay, in verse, in verse 12, Hebrews 5, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Now, that word discern there, really a synonym of that would be to understand. So we could say exercise to understand both good and evil. And really what I want to talk about tonight is knowledge, understanding, and then wisdom. And becoming skilled in what God has for our lives, spiritually speaking. Now notice it says reason to have their senses exercised. Now we're not really talking about the natural senses here. We're talking about spiritual sensitivity. And we're not really talking about food and milk. You understand? But we understand, go back there to when it says, for the, by this time you have to be teachers, you need someone to teach you. Um, you're, still, you're still drinking milk, okay? Now, bear with me here, because I believe that God wants to show us something or give us some understanding, which is revelation. So knowledge, uh, when you look at a picture, let's take this beautiful picture up here. When, there was a different one this morning. I don't know. I, I really liked that one this morning. But anyway, this one's nice too. But if you look at that picture, if you look at that picture, you have a certain knowledge, okay? But it's not until you go where that is that you're going to really understand and, and tell you, you know, you can read up on it, find out where it is. Now, the one this morning, I'm not sure if that was Yellowstone or, or Colorado or, or someplace like that, but maybe you can read up and find out where it's at. Okay, that gives you a certain amount of knowledge, but it's not until you go there and they say, hey, it was Yellowstone. Maybe it wasn't. It was Yellowstone. And you go there and you look around and you not only see what's in that picture, but you start seeing what's outside. And how many know that you start with the scripture and you get a picture of that? It says in uh, Hebrews chapter 11 in one verse two there, by faith, we understand by faith. Now, let's go there real quickly. I want to read something, then we're going to come back here. Hebrews, this is really going to get good, so, you know, strap in. Hebrews chapter 11, and we're reading, well, we'll go ahead and just read verse 1 there. Now, faith is a substance, or that means a foundation of things hope for. That's a godly expectation. That's what that word hope. So faith is a foundation of things that are expected, a godly expectation 
For the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand. You could say, by faith we see. By faith we have revelation. Why? We start with knowledge. How many look at a manual and you read a few paragraphs and it tells you how to fix a car, you all of a sudden understand how to fix that car? No. But it starts out with knowledge on a piece of paper. And when you start reading that, and then maybe you, you ask some questions, maybe you watch a video, you understand it's not just, and you might say, the Christian life is so hard. No, you just have to become skilled in understanding, just like we take time to figure out how the remote works. And they got this new thing called Roku TV. And it's everything but simple, okay? And you not only need a manual, you need a tech man. You need the phone on hand to ask them questions. And you also need a proper remote that where you can put, you type it in rather than... And an hour later, you finally signed in. And if you did something wrong, you're back to... So I, I know, I was setting that up for my mama. Anyway, moving right along, and we decided to Roku in the living room, and I, I was just like all through with Roku. We were trying to get it set up for a Hallmark movie, okay? Well, anyway, moving right along. I, I put it this way, I, I never got the Hallmark going. Come to find out you have to have a carrier, and where we are, 50 acres out in the country, we don't have a carrier. So I put in YouTube, and, and they wouldn't accept it. Anyway, moving right along. My carrier is YouTube TV. I don't know. Anyway, moving right along. That was all free, okay? I, I, I'm, so... By faith, we understand, you could say that we see, by faith, we have revelation of a thing. Now let's, let's move on. That the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are available. The worlds were framed by the word of God. Now we're going to go and look at the meaning of that word frame, to render complete, to perfect to restore, bring back to the original image, to put in order, to arrange. Now notice something, by faith we see or we understand or we have revelation that the worlds were framed. Now there's that picture, it's got a frame on it. You understand? And there's things in that picture that we see right now. But we, we really see in a glass darkly, so to speak. So we know that we gotta get in the word and there's a scripture maybe. There's a scripture that you're reading and you need to get understanding. Maybe you go to Isaiah 53 and it says, uh, it says down there by Jesus stripes we were healed. It's like, okay, well that's knowledge. But in order to have revelation or order to have understanding, or I'd say faith's understanding of the heart, because faith rises in your heart as you read the word and you start meditating on it. And, and, and we'll go to Colossians 2 and get an understanding of that. Uh, but anyway, you're looking at that scripture and you start out, you move up there to Isaiah, maybe 53, uh, verse 3. He was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for mine iniquities. The chastisement of, of my peace was upon him. And by Jesus' stripes, we were healed. So really, you can look at that. And how would you know 
that that's a prophecy by Isaiah. How would you know that? Well, you've got to go to other scriptures, and you've got to find out Jesus talked about Isaiah. And you could go to Isaiah 8, 17, and it quotes, uh, not Isaiah, uh, we've got Matthew 8, 17, and it quotes Isaiah. And we also can go to 1 Peter 2, 24, and it also talks about by Jesus' stripes we were healed. So you're starting to gain understanding that that was a prophecy by Isaiah. Jesus fulfilled that prophecy. And now that that, you know, he came and laid hands on the sick. And 75% of what he ministers was according to your faith. So then we come over to he went to the cross and his death and his burial and his resurrection. And then 1 Peter 2.24 by Jesus' stripes, we were healed. Now you receive it by faith because you have the life of God inside of you and you can just receive what he's already provided, what he's already fulfilled. You don't need Jesus in the flesh any longer. They had a covenant. Then Jesus fulfilled. And then we actually have the life of God, the Spirit of Christ, coming and living inside of us. And we can either ask the Father or we can simply claim it by faith. How would you know that unless you went to several scriptures and got the whole picture? That's understanding. That's revelation. Really, that's faith's understanding of the heart. And I want to go to Colossians. Are you with me? Colossians chapter 2, because we're going to get someplace here. Colossians chapter 2, verse 1. For I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea. And for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged. That's what we're doing here tonight, encouraging hearts. Being knit together in love and attaining to all the riches of the full assurance of understanding. See, that's a faith term. Assurance is a faith term. Full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And you see those words interchange, the word knowledge, the word understanding, the word wisdom. Why do you see that? Because once you start with knowledge and then you start meditating in his word and getting the bigger picture and seeing, really you're jumping into the Bible, so to speak. You don't have to go to Yellowstone. You're jumping in the Bible. You're reading it, but no longer just face you're, you're getting inside of it. You're becoming one with the word, so to speak. And you're gaining an understanding. You're gaining a revelation of who you are in Christ. What does the word have for you? You can read what Isaiah said, but do you really understand it? And when you start understanding Christ and, and, and why he came and he fulfilled that prophecy and the anointing that was upon him and he ministered to people primarily according to their own faith. But he taught them. He came to teach, to preach, and to heal. And then we see when he went to the cross, what he did for mankind, really for Christians that will receive that by faith, that anointing will live inside of you, and you can partake of that anointing. 
Really, we're already healed. We don't have to wait for a prophecy. We don't have to wait for, for Jesus to come in the flesh and lay hands on us. But it comes by understanding. What triggered, I've been meditating on these things this week, but really what triggered this is I was listening to my pastor, Pastor Nancy, and she tells of a story of two women who had cancer. And both those women, uh, her pastor ministered to them, and they were both healed of cancer. Praise the Lord. Understand, we were already healed, but we've got to experience it. So whether that's through the laying on of hands or through just laying hands on your own body or just saying, Father, I receive by faith or speaking to it like Jesus said, speak to the mountain, whatever, just receive it by faith. Receive the anointing by faith. They, they must have received by faith. And they received healing in their bodies. But several weeks later, they were having a testimony service, and one lady got up, you know, and... Honestly, that this wasn't a testimony. This was more of a moany. <laughs> she got up and she said, Pastor, I want y'all to pray for me. And he's like, well, what's going on? Because all the symptoms of the cancer came back on me. And I want you to all pray for me. And then another lady, the other woman that, who, who had been healed as well, she said, Pastor, can I say something? And he said, sure. So she got up and she said, I just want you to understand that all the symptoms came back on me some time back. But what happened was I understood. I understood that I needed to use my authority and tell that cancer, no, you don't. Tell the devil, take your hands off my body. No, I was healed. God's not stealing my healing. I... You know, whether she said all that, but, but I'm just saying. God's not stealing your healing. He's not going to bring something back on you to teach you a lesson. Yeah, that was the reverse standard version that was added. No. So she proceeded to say, ma'am, it, it was several days. Do you understand? It was several days that the symptoms even stayed even after I told the devil to take his hands off. And I was just thanking God that I was healed. She must have had a revelation. And she was speaking her faith. That is faith's understanding of the heart. That is revelation, not just a knowledge. You see, one lady just had a knowledge that I was healed. The other lady had a revelation and not only a revelation, it switched to wisdom. She profited from it. In other words, she, not just, uh, she wasn't just a knowledge. She also was understanding, or you could say understanding uh, is revelation knowledge of God's word. It's stepping into the Bible. It's in, in prayer asking God for understanding and light and, and faith rises in your heart. That's why we call it faith's understanding, faith's revelation of the heart. You see something. When somebody goes to Walmart and they walk out the door and they say, hey, I'm going to the Walmart uh, to get some milk. Now, you've probably been to Walmart to get some milk before. So all of a sudden you have a picture of them going, getting in the car, driving down the street, getting in the Walmart, going to the cold section, opening door door, getting some milk, and somebody, you know, and they just walked out the door and said, I'm, I'm going to Walmart to get some milk, and, and you get an image. 
In other words, you went with them almost. You know what you knew what they were doing. You had some understanding. Not only that, you had wisdom by that time. You knew how to get there and get milk too. Right? Praise the Lord. Somebody comes up to you and says, do you know where Tom went? Tom went. I said, oh yeah, Tom went to the store to get some milk. How'd you know that? I saw him go. I understand that he went. Did you see him get in the car? Go? No, 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 but he told me. I've been there before, so I know where he went. I understand. I saw him go out the door. You see... Let's go back to that story. I know, sometimes I tell three stories at one time. Let's go back to the story where the two ladies who got healed and the one came and gave her testimony of, I'm not healed anymore. All the symptoms came back. What did she lack? Understanding. And that's what Pastor Nancy brought out. She lacked understanding, and that really stood out to me. Therefore, on the quest to study this out and what God wants for us tonight in this. Amen? So by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed. We look at a picture and we understand God said, let there be light. And then he kept adding things to it through the words of his mouth. He kept, he, he, he kept bringing things into the earth. If we want our picture frame to be larger, if we want to experience more in our life, we're not just going to have to have knowledge, but we're going to have to have faith's understanding of the heart that as we meditate on that word, we get an understanding and then we start saying it out of our mouth. We start acting on what the Holy Ghost tells us to do. And therefore, we are jumping in that picture and literally forming things, framing things in our world. And that is, also brings us into the experience, into the skill of what God wants for our lives. Knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Amen? So let's go back. Let's go back. We're going to start in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1. Is this all right? Well, just stay happy and help me preach. All right. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, I think the King James says, therefore, leaving uh, the principles. Well, the New King James says, it, it sheds some more light on that. L leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, or that means maturity. Let us go on to maturity, not laying again the foundation 
of repentance of dead works, of faith toward God, doctrine of baptisms, laying on of hands, resurrection from the dead, eternal judgment. In other words, it's not, it's not telling us to stop preaching on the laying on of hands. It's it, basically what it's saying here. And let's read a couple different translations. Would that be okay? See, that'll, that'll shed a little more light there. Let's read it in the Amplified. Therefore, let us go on and get past the elementary stage in the teachings and doctrines of Christ the Messiah, advancing steadily toward the completeness and perfection that belong to spiritual maturity. Remember it said God framed. We understand that God framed. In other words, that word framed, did we say it means he made complete? He's completing things with his word. He's framing, he's, br he's bringing light into the picture and framing it with his word. Whew. Let there be light. Let there be stars. Let there be whatever. Amen. Let it be generated. He's completing it. So let's read that. Therefore, let us go on and get past the elementary stage in the teachings and doctrines of Christ, the Messiah, advancing steadily toward the completeness and perfection that belong to spiritual maturity. Now let's go back to the New King James. Therefore, leaving the discussion, in other words, stop arguing about it. Stop. Every time pastor teaches, I'm, I don't understand. I don't get it. It's not working for me. So he's got to come back and teach on it again. And again. And again. And again. And again. And again. And again. Oh, okay. Move right along. Leaving the discussion of it. Now, I want to read something here in 1 Corinthians 3, verse 1. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 1. You might want to just write this down. And I, brethren could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food. There we go again. For until now you were not able to receive it, and even now you are not able, for you are still carnal. For where there are envy, see, he gives you the reason here. Where there's envy and strife and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? In other words, it wasn't working for them, they were still at a milk stage. They were still babies. They were drinking milk. What is drinking milk? Somebody's got to give the baby the milk. See, we get to a place where we want pastor to do it for us. Not you, just, you know, just me, right? We get to a place where we want to hear him just preach it again. I, I don't get it. I don't understand. Or we just get tired. Or, you know, we're doing our nails while he's preaching. Really? Again? Dr. Dufresne would come to our church and we'd get so excited. We're like, okay, this is going to be heavy revelation. He's going he gonna to bring some heavy, oh, going to bring some revival. And we're really, oh, we're going to be, you know, flying on the fans and running around and, you know, healing's going to pop, boom, 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 boom. And then he comes in and gives us just a simple little message on faith. And we're like, what happened to revival? Uh, well, there wasn't any revival here. Until you get to faith, you're not going to revival. Because until you understand what you need to get there, 
and stop waiting for me to bring it. I'm not talking, I'm, I'm talking about me, you know, everybody else, okay? My, I'm saying, really everybody in the body of Christ, we all need this message. So we were waiting for some heavy revy, and uh, I'm gaining understanding to keep the mic here, maybe. Here? Not there? On my chin? All right, praise the Lord. Well, anyway, so we were waiting for some heavy revelation, okay? And uh, and then it's just a simple message on faith. We're walking in love. Really? I'm walking in love. Okay? That buster I'm living with, he ain't walking in love, but I'm walking in love. I'm perfect. I'm just saying. I need some revival. That's what I need. Anyway, moving right along. So they gave them their answer there. This morning, I thought it was interesting when Pastor ministered on letting the past go. Leaving it behind us. And see, I honor my husband really to take what he says and to just just continue to go with it. Or to just uh, re-emphasize what the Lord is saying. See, that's what I would do if Pastor Nancy preached on Sunday morning. So, I, of course, I would do that. And so what I'm saying is when we are living in condemnation or when we don't allow our past to go and when we say, Father, I, I just I can't get over that. I, I, I can't. Healing, prosperity forgiveness, the blessing of God, the real, the, just gaining more understanding and reality and, and walking in experience is not going to come until we just get out of the way and say, Father, I just let it go. I let my past go. Well, you don't understand. I've been living this way for, you know, umpteen years. Let it go. By faith. He who began a good work in me. He's faithful to complete it. Just start, start speaking scriptures of how God sees you. Because did you know God's got a picture of you? Did you know that every one of you are in front of God? And he's spoken you into existence. And he sees you righteous. Matthew, is it Matthew 6.33 there? Uh, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. And the amplified version is, uh, and seek first the kingdom of God and his way of being right. His way. We just have to find God's way. What is God's way? To just lay it down by faith and say, Father, I'm sorry. I'm not living or not walking. And we've all been there, done that. Okay, this, this message is for every church. 
We've all been there and done that. And many times in the body of Christ, we want revival, we want the blessing, but we're not willing to get up and take what we need. We're still, still having to go back to the fundamental, primary, you know, foundational teachings that the pastor is bringing just to get us to receive it for ourselves. Because it says in Hebrews 5.12, for though by this time you ought to be teachers... You need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. See, that's what it's talking about. So let's go back to 6.1. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection. In other words, let's start doing what we're hearing. It's not saying it, it, stop teaching it. No, pastor is going to keep teaching these things because we have all levels of Christians in our church. And we have, we have baby Christians and we need to hear faith constantly. But we need to get it to a place where we're going out and teaching and training and helping not just coming here. Now, I'm not saying you're doing this, but I'm just saying it, it, there, we got a problem. We have a problem in the body of Christ where people just want to argue. Well, I don't agree. I don't think it works that way. I don't think this. I don't think the other. Let's just get back to what the Bible says. The simple understanding, let's start applying that. Let's start walking or experiencing it in our own lives. And let's go teach and train others. But what do we have to do in order to do that? Lay down our past. Forgive ourselves. Know that we are already righteous, even when, you don't understand, I, I chewed them out, spit them out yesterday. Well, did you, did you ask God for forgiveness? Did you ask that person for forgiveness? Then move on. Move on. Apologize and move on. Everybody say that. Apologize and move on. And start meditating in love scriptures. Start confessing, God, you, you made me a love person, of a love God. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I don't have to fly off the handle. I don't have to act that way. I, 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 I grew up maybe in a home where, you might be saying this, I grew up in a home where, where my parents used to chew me up and spit me out or they used to be mean to me or, or, or whatever. I grew up with a brother that didn't treat me right or, or somebody who abused me. And many times we allow these things to come with us. And we see ourselves differently than how Christ sees us. We see ourselves differently than the picture that he has framed of us. He sees us as healed. He, see, he sees us as free. He sees us as prospered. He sees us as forgiven. He sees us perfect. Perfectly mature with a renewed mind and a developed heart. A renewed mind is just simply changing out the mentalities that you had in the past and putting God's word, just like somebody when they go shopping. A woman, for instance, we like to go shopping. And I get a new outfit, and I get all excited about that outfit. So excited that when I get home, I just start putting it on over my clothes. <laughs> do you think I do that? No. First of all, I don't want to look any bulkier than I already am, okay? I'm just saying, women, you understand that there's no way. 
All right, Ethan, stop hiding behind the computer. I see that. No, I'm not going to put my clothes over my... I got to take off and then I got to put on the new ones. And to renew your mind, you got to do some renovation. And, but you got to look at God's word. And it's just not a knowledge. It's just not a one setting type thing. But you're looking at it. And, and it, you, maybe you start back in Isaiah. Isaiah 53, 3 through 5 there. He was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised. And, and you just meditate on that a while. Take it in. Start walking there. Start seeing yourself right there at the foot of the cross. Seeing what he was doing. And then go on over to Matthew 8, 17. Go on over to the, the, uh, the four Gospels there and, and look at Jesus' ministry and how he ministered there. And then go on over to 1 Peter 2, 24. And get an understanding. Walk into the picture. But let me tell you something. Before you can make it yours, you're going to have to apply that understanding. Wisdom comes with applied understanding. Applied faith. Applied revelation. You understand? Because we said faith's understanding of the heart. You, come with, you got knowledge, understanding, and it becomes wisdom. Amen? I want to read you a few things that be okay? Somebody wrote this book called Divine Healing Health for Today. And I want to read something to you. First of all, we're going to start in Romans chapter 10, verse 1. And brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. And I'm reading out my book, but if you want to go to the scripture, it's Romans 10, 1 through 4. Romans 10, 1 through 4. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant, or not understanding, you could say, they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. So what's going on there? They don't understand. And therefore, they're walking in what they think is right. But he's saying to them, it's not right. And I'm trying to te teach you what is right. But you're going to have to get knowledge first, which is his word or his teaching. And then it's got to become an understanding. In other words, you're ignorant. You need some understanding here. All right? Okay, now I'm reading from... Uh, from my book here, Paul's desire and prayer for the Israelites was to come to the light of the gospel, which is to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior because they had not all been saved. Only when they would believe in Christ would they be translated, translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Then they would have the tools to gain the knowledge of God's word and come to an understanding of how to grow in God's true righteousness and fellowship in Christ. When a person becomes born again, they come to the light. Their human spirit becomes new in Christ, and they are able to hear and see differently than the world sees. Really, they must renew the mind to their new in Christ realities by attentively looking to and acting on the revelation knowledge of God's word. This process starts with knowledge that gains light 
This process starts with knowledge that gains light as the believer gives attention to the scriptures. The light of the word gains entrance into the mind gate and gets down into the heart. We're almost through here. The light, not with the service, but with this, okay? This light comes by progression of steps. This light comes by progression of steps. Now, one of the illustrations I gave, I lived in a home where I didn't know what was up on the second floor. When we were looking at a house to buy it in the first place, I wanted to see what was in the, don't you want to see what's on the second floor if you're going to buy a home? You don't say, oh, no, no problem. I like the first floor. I don't care what the second floor looks like. No. But you got to go up the steps. And as you go up the steps, you're gradually seeing more. Oh, oh, I think there's a bedroom down there. Oh, no, there's two. No, there's three. Wonderful. I wanted three up there. And then I've got a little office nook. Oh, wow. I didn't see that. And as you keep going higher, you keep, you see, faith is a progression of steps. And it starts with knowledge, but then it gains light as you enter into the picture, so to speak. And, and, and faith gains light. It rises in your heart when you're meditating on God's picture of you. By Jesus' stripes, I was healed. And you're walking into that pit. By Jesus, wow. And then you go to another scripture. You go over there to Mark eleven twenty two. 22. Have faith in God. Or the God kind of faith. Have the, the, have the God kind of faith. Pastor's preaching on this, so you're, you're starting to get light. You're starting to get understanding. You understand? Rather than arguing the point. Well, I don't believe that faith business. No. I don't believe that faith business. So you you mean listen. No. Have the God kind of faith. Have the God kind of faith. For whoever says to this mountain, be thou taken up and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that whatsoever he says, it shall come to pass what the Lord has said to me. It will sure. Oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry. All right. It shall come to pass. See, you're, you're getting into the picture. Now, understand something. Then also, now that was in verse 23, verse 22 and verse 23. There in verse 24, it says, believe that you receive. Let's, see, let's go there. You want to go there? Yeah, let's, let's look at it. Because it gives us light. Light is really the same as understanding. It's really the same thing as revelation. Revelation knowledge. Faith. Faith is light that rises in our spirit so that we can take hold of the promises of God. How many know that faith can just stay there dormant inside of your heart if you don't do anything with it? The only way that it's going to turn into wisdom is if you apply that faith. Amen? But how many know that you've got to go to the scriptures and gain light so that you can make it your own, so that you can make healing your own, so that you can make prosperity your own? We were going to... I'm having so much fun preaching. Okay. Mark 11, 22. 
and we'll go on down to 24. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them. Whatsoever things you ask. Really, that word ask means to call for, ask, or require. Jesus taught them, if you ask, there in John 14, ask and I'll do anything. Really, that word should mean if you demand or if you claim. Why? Because we don't ask Jesus. That's why. But if you go on over to, to John 16, it talks about prayer to the Father. Do we demand the Father? No, we ask. So we know from this scripture, we know from John 14, we know from John 16 that we can speak or claim in Jesus' name, or we can go to the Father and ask in Jesus' name and get the same results. But how many know, I'd like to pose a question to you. How many if you went to a bank today and, uh, well, actually, let's use this illustration. Somebody calls you up, said, hey, Aunt Susie went on to heaven, and I'm a lawyer for her, and she left you a home. And all you have to do, is come get the key and go. And you start crying. And you say on the phone, I really want that house. I really, I really want the house. He's like, ma'am, I just told you all you have to do is come get the key. He's thinking, what's this crazy broad? Well, anyway, moving on. <laughs> just come get the key. You mean all I have to do is come get the key? Yeah, that's what I said. Just come get the key. The key is the name of Jesus. And what we've been saying is just get the key and use it. Because you have healing. You have prosperity. Don't cut us off before we get to the good part and say, no, I don't need that face stuff. See, that's, that, that's uh, leaving the, the discussion. You're arguing the point. And you're missing the understanding of the matter. Therefore, pastors got to keep preaching it and preaching it and preaching it. Or we got to keep saying it and saying it, hoping. Hoping. Now, we're not going to stop preaching. We're not going to stop. You understand? But if we want to move on to some more insights along healing, we just need to get the principal things first. What does that mean? Get it for ourselves. And get it, so, get it to a place where we can teach others. Get my book and go to uh, chapter, was it chapter four there? Faith's understanding. Understanding faith. And just read that chapter, meditate on it. You know, I'm sure, get uh, the messages. I know your pastors teach on faith. Get the messages and just go over them and pour over Many of you have, I'm sure. Like I said, but the body of Christ in general, there's a certain percentage of the church. So we're talking to that percentage. I'm talking about everywhere in the United States and in the world. There's a certain percentage of individuals that they will cut you off. They're sitting there. They got their Bible in the hand, but they're thinking about lunch. Or they're thinking about next, you know, they're thinking about the roast or whatever. And therefore, they didn't get it. They didn't get it. Amen? I want to go back to something and read. Is this all right? 
people go back to that book. When a man of faith hears the knowledge of the word, gains understanding, and acts accordingly, he will accurately move into wisdom. In essence, the first, uh, in essence, he first assesses or counts the cost of where his faith is and what it can accomplish by God's power. Then he aggressively applies his faith in order to bear fruit and becomes skilled. When we daily renew our minds and develop our hearts, we are daily using our faith and continually acquiring skill. Did I ever finish my story about getting dressed? No. Well, when you put the clothes on, then you're renewing, you're changing out the old and putting on the new. The Lord just reminded me of that. Thank you. So anyway, let's back up here. When we daily renew our minds and develop our hearts, we are daily using our faith and continually acquiring skill, growing in a perpetual cycle of faith that brings the manifold wisdom of God into our lives. This wisdom will line up with the word and the witness of the Holy Spirit so that we can successfully navigate and bear abundant fruit in the midst of the trials and storms. Amen? Well, praise the Lord. I was in a service some years ago, and uh, Pastor Ruby Ramos at uh, her and her husband, Pastor Noel and Ruby Ramos, they do the healing school at uh, Dufresne Ministries. And Am I okay here? All right. Well, anyway, they asked me to come minister. I was teaching at the school that week, and I said, sure, that, that would be a blessing. So I taught that day. And it so happened that we were also having, uh, the, they were having a conference that week, I believe, whether it was a Holy Ghost meeting or, or the camp meeting. Well, anyway, so I ministered that day at the healing class, and it was just a really strong unction. And all of a sudden, I started to see things and get words of knowledge. And I was kind of standing there preaching, uh, but at the same time, I knew God wanted me to give some words of knowledge out. So I gave a couple out, and I ministered to some people. But then it just kept getting stronger and stronger and stronger. What does this have to do with what you want to hold on? And I got in the mental because I didn't understand what was going on. And the thing is, uh, so it just kept getting stronger. And I knew that I could have basically ministered to every person in that room and shared something. You you have to excuse me. I'm getting thrown off by the the static a little bit here and there. So anyway, because sometimes, you know, if I'm carrying two or three stories at one time, then anyway, moving right along. Uh, But so I I could have ministered to every person in the room, but I'm like, oh. No, 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 no. I'm here. They asked me to teach on healing, and I don't, I don't want to over, you know, step here. Pastor Nancy, they want me to teach on healing. So I was, I, I just got in the mental about it, and I just shut it down. And just taught my little lesson and, and went. The anointing just went, There's few people I ministered to, but it just went, Can you say that? Anyway, moving right along. It, it, it just left. And 
as I was talking to the Lord about it, he said, I wanted you to minister things to individuals and it would have helped them either to their con pastors, to their congregations, to teach on healing in areas that people needed, or personally, it would have helped them. That's what I wanted you to do. That's why the anointing was there to, to minister to these people. See, I, di I didn't want to overstep, but Pastor Nancy knew me. She understood. And besides that, she wants people to be benefited. And I wasn't just trying to prophesy to people or because, hey, look at me, you know, I, I'm gifted in that type of thing. No, the, the Lord needed me to minister and be obedient so that people could get what they needed that day. And it's not like every service that happens, okay? You just go to each service and you ask the Lord for an understanding and you just go with it. Now, the Lord showed me that. It's just like that staircase that you went up and you gradually started seeing. And I said, Lord, I wasn't understanding what this was for. He said, because you didn't go up high enough. You didn't continue and give out what I had for you. Therefore, you didn't see how it was going to progress people. But if you would have said what I needed you to say to each one, you would have seen, you would have understood, you would have applied what I told you and went into wisdom and experienced a service. And really, until he revealed to me later on that I would have even went to a place where it could have turned to the miraculous. But too many times we get in our mental because we don't understand. We try to understand with our head and not our heart. Why is pastor doing it this way? Do you think that God is, is supposed to tell us? No, what he tells the pastor to do is sometimes none of our business. And we may not understand, but we're going to understand eventually because we'll see the benefit of it. And there are certain things in our life that God wants us to go into. He's spoken it. But we'll never see it. Just like the service, I, I never did see what the benefit, why? Because I didn't go there. How can you tell people what Yellowstone Park looks like when you've never been there before? But if you get a knowledge of God's word and you start meditating on healing by Jesus stripes, we were healed. Well, if we were healed, that means I was healed. And then you go to Mark 11 and it talks about, you know, Jesus using the mountain as an illustration there. But it says, if you say to the mountain, well, if I say to the mountain, you mean if I, if I say to the sickness, you're getting understanding. And you're, you're, you're going into that picture. You're getting more light. You're getting more revelation as you're meditating on it. Don't cut off your revelation by saying, I don't get it. No, start saying, I have light. I have, oh, I turned 65 years old and I just stopped understanding. Don't limit yourself. It doesn't matter if you're 91. Amen? Knowledge. Understanding. And then as you get the understanding, then make it your own by applying it. Personalize it. Okay, I'm here. I'm at Yellowstone. Let's go pet one of these bears. 
maybe not. You know, we were at we were at the park. Uh, that wasn't Yellowstone. Where was that, sweetie? That was uh, Glacier National Park. And they tell you, you know, you see on the signs there, don't roll your window down. Don't feed the bears. First thing Jay does is rolls down the window and says, hey, Mr. Bear. There's a bear coming up. And I'm like, honey, we're not supposed to roll the window down. Oh, it'll be okay. So we're experiencing Glacier Park. Anyway, moving right along, we got, we got out alive, thank God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I just want to read something here, if it's okay with you. And we're going to wrap this up, because I believe we're, we're going to minister to the sick tonight. So if you have symptoms in your body, we're going to minister to you if you would like. Amen. I don't want to miss anything here. Uh, let's 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 read this one. Uh, I believe it's in Luke. Jesus cleanses the leper. Well, there's one in Matthew eight one through four. There's one in Mark one forty through forty five. And then I didn't write with this one down, but I'm going to read it. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. It happened when he was in the certain city that, behold, a man who was full of leprosy saw Jesus. And he fell on his face and implored him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then he put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately the leprosy left him, and he, and he charged him to tell no one. But go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing as a testimony to them, just as Moses commanded. Now, I wrote down underneath that he must have understood that Jesus was anointed to heal, but he did not understand that Jesus was willing and anointed to heal him. We need to make healing ours. When we get an understanding that Jesus fulfilled Isaiah's prophecy, he came and he laid hands on the sick and he healed them all. Amen. Those who would receive it. But now he, through his death, burial and resurrection, and if we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, and he comes and lives in our heart, then we can say, Father, I claim what you have in Jesus name. I claim healing. I claim your blessings. Make it your own. You've read the scriptures. You've meditated on them. You've gotten to, uh, you, you're painting a picture of it, and then you start speaking it, and you're framing your word through your words and uh, through your actions that are based on God's word and the Holy Spirit talking to you. Why do I keep saying the Spirit talking to you? Because the Spirit will tell you to do things. The Spirit will give you understanding. The Spirit will say, hey, according to my word, it says this, and I want you to do this along. I want you to give $5 to so-and-so. I want you to uh, help feed the hungry. I want you to uh, help pastor in this particular thing. I want you to help in the nursery. And it'll change your life if you follow not just the word, that becomes revelation, but you'll follow the Holy Spirit's leading that goes along with that revelation. Because we know that we're supposed to put our hand to the plow. We know that we're supposed to be involved in helps ministry, but what parts? Well, go to your pastor and ask, pastor and ask him where he needs you. 
The Holy Spirit will lead and guide and direct us in our life. But if we don't start with knowledge, then we never gain understanding. But if we start with the knowledge of his word, then the understanding, the revelation, the light, faith's understanding of the heart will rise up and we can start applying that. And then we'll experience it in our life. Eventually, it will come to pass. Why don't you stand up? It will come to pass. What the Lord has said to me, it will surely be. You see, we have, a, we have a room full of hungry people in this house tonight. But let me remind you, what has God been saying to you? What has God been giving you light and understanding and revelation on? When you're reading his word, sometimes things just bloop, bloop. It comes. Don't disregard that. And if you have been disregarded, like we all have at times, just repent. Just say, Lord, I'm sorry about that. If you haven't let go of your past, if you haven't forgiven yourself, or maybe you haven't forgiven somebody else, let it go. After the service, or maybe tomorrow, because it might be too late, there's somebody you haven't been treating right, you call them and you, you say, hey, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. I'm a Christian, and, and that was just wrong of me. If, if you owe somebody something, pay them what you owe them, or work out a payment plan. Amen? I'm just saying, I'm not here to read your mail. You don't have to, you don't have to run it out of the room. Oh, she's going to speak over me. No, I'm... I, I wasn't... You know, I'm just minding my own business. I'm just saying that when we get into the Word... And we see what God sees in us. It will become alive to us. And our relationship with the Lord will become alive to us to the place where we have understanding. We have revelation. There's nothing that he will withhold from us that we need for our lives. I didn't say for somebody else's. He's not going to tell you about everybody else. So, you know, we got to get our nose out of everybody else's business. But there's nothing that he will withhold from you. If you need an answer to anything, God has the answer for you. He has revelation. He has light. He has an understanding. We don't have to do without anything. So my message to you tonight is you don't have to do without anything. Because you have not only knowledge of God's word, but you've got revelation. Once you get that word inside of you and you start doing what it says, then you will become skilled and you will be able to teach others what you have learned. Everyone in this room, everyone in our churches should be getting eventually to the place. We've got to give people time to grow up because at first they started out at the milk stage. But then they go to that, that, that stage where they're eating some, you know, they're, they're, they're eating puree, right? But then they grow up, eventually they're eating hot dogs, eventually they're eating steak, you know. We need to mature. But it all comes through knowledge, understanding, and that's how we get to the manifold wisdom of God. And then it's just a compilation of knowledge, understanding, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, wisdom, knowledge, understanding. And, 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 and we're just one big pile of knowledge, understanding, wisdom, and going to bless the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We worship you. 
we bless you. We thank you. I, I hope this helped someone in here tonight. All I want to do is praise you. All I want to do is lift my voice and say, I love you. All I want to do is praise you. song we give you praise we started out at the beginning of the service we thank you for it we thank you for light we thank you for revelation we thank you for your word that it becomes real to us and that we can walk in completeness of how you see us we thank you Lord we thank you Lord in all honesty I, I, I think my husband had it on his heart to minister to the the sick or to minister so I'm going to let him take over the rest of the service because that's really all I had in my heart amen thank you love you all appreciate you praise the Lord amen that was good there's help there we get help from that don't we thank God hallelujah father thank you for the word and we give our our, our, our attention to it and as we have our understanding has come Thank you, Father, for the covenant we have of divine healing and that it's part of our covenant. It's our right and privilege. It's appropriated by faith. Just as we appropriated the remission of our sin, healing is appropriated by our faith. We thank you tonight as we enter into this time of ministering to the sick for the anointing that destroys the yoke. We thank you, Father God, for healing all across this room tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll give you all the glory and all the praise because you only are worthy. There's no one else worthy in the name of Jesus. Amen. Back in uh, August the 15th of 1990, I knew you'd want to know the date. Um, the Lord was sitting and we were house-sitting for, actually we were house-sitting for Joe and Karen Davis. Davis, Davies, um, And uh, they were out of town on vacation. We were part of Raymond Bible Church at that time. My wife and I were already married. She was learning the piano, and I was. We had just come home from Wednesday night service. They uh, the church service was over. We came back to Joe and Dave, uh, Karen's house, and we, um, you know, got undressed. We were just ministering. My wife went over to the piano, just started worshiping God. I slid down between the seat, the co the couch, and the coffee table, and I'm just sitting there worshiping God with my hands up, and minding my own business, like Norville Hayes said, just wasn't asking God anything, just worshiping Him. He said unto me, he said, I have given unto you a ministry of healing and ministry to the sick. And the tangible anointing started burning in my hands. Well, I knew what it was. I knew what the tangible anointing was. But I went to, uh, 
you know, different healing school classes. They began to ask us to minister at healing school. Um, but I was sitting in the back. Brother Keith Moore would minister all week in the afternoons. And then on Fridays, they started turning over to me because Brother Moore would go out on the road. And, and he'd leave. He'd preach all the healing school classes in the... Uh, you know, Monday through Thursday, preaching on the Bible, in the Bible school, Monday through Thursday. And uh, he'd preach his school classes on Friday morning. Then he would catch a plane off times, go to minister somewhere. And then they'd turn that, those services over to me. And uh, so I started ministering on Friday afternoons. Well, the anointing started manifesting in my hands, even in some of Brother Moore's classes. I'm sitting back there, and the anointing started manifesting in my hands. I didn't want to make anything up. You know, you make things up, you eventually be found out as a fraud. You know what I'm talking about? So I was just saying, Lord, I believe I know what this is, but, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe I was just sitting back there and I had my, <laughs> I really thought this. I was sitting back there and I had the circulation cut off. And, you know, I'm sitting back there at the back table. I had responsibilities during his classes. And I'm sitting there. I just thought maybe, you know, and the, and the, and the tingling came down my arm and got in my hand because I had the circulation cut off. And I'm just sitting there. And, and, but that kept happening. He'd start ministering to the sick. Finally, one service, he called me out and he, he called me. He said, come up here. After he ministered to the sick, and he laid his hand, he said, hold out your hands. Laid his hands on my hands and said, uh, uh, obey. Now, okay, I, you, you get, you get, uh, you go to hell for lying, right? As soon as I said that, the anointing started burning in this hand right here. That anointing, that tangible anointing is in my hands. And uh, the, the, the Lord said through Brother Keith Moore, he said, to hold out your hands. He put his hands on my hands and said, obey, obey. When you obey, there will be an increase. And I, I said, well, I get this. I'm not a rocket scientist, but I can figure this out. I got it. Obey. In other words, the anointing's in your hands. Lay your hands on their hands, and there'll be an increase. So I said, next service, I'm just going to lay hands on the sick. Never had done it before. We had ministered in healing school. Never had laid hands on the sick. And he said, uh, obey. I said, all right, I'm going to do this. First person I know, second person in the healing line, laid hands on, was completely healed of lupus. And we've seen healing after healing after healing after healing after healing because it's, it's a divine equipment, not, not to bless us. It's to bless those that, that God wants to heal. Praise the Lord. So we're going to obey. <laughs> Amen. We're going to obey. We're going to lay our hands on people that want hands laid on them tonight. Amen. And all the glory goes to Jesus. So if you desire that, I don't know if they've got, maybe somebody can come and take this away. And we'll lay hands on you tonight. And our part is to minister under that anointing. And your part is when hands are laid on to you is to just say, that's it. I take it. I, I receive it by faith. And if I can say this, uh, it's your time to receive. In other words, what that means is believe you receive. And being that it's your time to receive, I would encourage you, don't give out. Meaning, you know, I love myself praying in tongues real hard. See, that's, that's giving out of your spirit. It's your time to take in. Amen. So if that's you, you want, you want hands laid on you, come on up and we'll do that. Um, if everybody's already healed tonight, wonderful. Wonderful. But anyone that desires that, we'll, we'll do that. Praise the Lord. My wife's going to help me. Come on up with me, honey. She's also got a God, God ministered anointing to her in more recent times. So we'll just double team. How's that? Thank you, Lord Jesus. You don't have to fall. You might fall. You don't have to fall. You don't have to, you know, um, whatever. Just the, the main thing is receive. Praise God. Okay, step back just a little bit. Give us room to get through here. We'll just come on down one, one by one. 
Anyone else coming before we start? If you want to come, come now. Praise the Lord. All right, all right. Father, thank you so much tonight for your power. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Father, for confirming your word with signs following. Father, as we lay our hands on these, we thank you for the power of God going into each one. Father, in the name of Jesus. Brother, we lay our hands on you in the name of Jesus, and we curse that condition, command it to cease tonight in the name of Jesus. Oh, there it goes. There, that power starts going into you right now. So just in your heart, say, I take it. It's mine. It's not going to be later. It's right now. Amen. Amen. I get, I take it by faith, and I got it. Hallelujah. Now, when I say it's not going to be later, how many of you remember Jesus cursed the fig tree, and it started immediately, but you couldn't see anything immediately? Remember that? 24 hours later, they can see it. Remember that? So when I say it's not going to be later, I'm not talking about what I see. I'm talking about what I believe. Amen. So that's it. That's your point of contact. Glory to God. All right. Father, we lay our hands on our brother in the name of Jesus. Thank you for his... his ha, ha, ha. 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 Hallelujah. Laugh, 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 because you believe it's so, and you'll see that it's so. We bless, we bless him in the name of Jesus. We lay our hands on him to transfer your power. We lay our hands on this brother to transfer God's power to him. And we minister that power in the name of Jesus. Be healed now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. There it went right into you. In the name of Jesus. We, oh, there it goes. Went right into you, brother. Take it. Take it. That's all you got to do. Take it. In the name of Jesus. We lay our hands on you now. In, oh, there it goes. Oh, my, my, my. Fire, fire. Ooh. In the name of Jesus that heals her body from the top to the bottom. In Jesus' name. Receive it now. In the name of Jesus. We lay, Masakia, there it goes. There it goes. Take it. Take it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. That's it. In the name of Jesus, we lay hands on you to be healed now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. We lay our hands on you for oh, there power, trap God's power body. We lay our hands on you now to be healed. Oh, it hits me like a like a cave. Take that, sister. Take that, sister. <laughs> it's here for the taking. Thank you, Father, for it. Thank you, Father, for it. Believe you that believe it, it goes into you. We lay hands on you tonight. There it goes. Just went right into you, sister. Power, 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 power. Thank you, Jesus. We lay hands on you to power, power. Mix your faith with it. Pasakai. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Give me your hand here. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Anybody else need to come up? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Be healed now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. tonight 
by the, by the laying on of hands, we transfer God's power in the name of Jesus. Well, there it goes. <laughs> If you, if you didn't come up and you have joint problems or bone issues, yeah, that's usually the way it works. That's the way I look at you. Usually if it's about the person I start getting close to, I curse that. I command arthritis to leave. I command, come out of her body in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I shall tell you. How about you? Symptoms. Father, I lay hands on. Thank you, Father. There it goes. Just receive that. That's God's power. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you for it, Father. In the name of Jesus. Are, are these that came up for joint issues? This is the easiest thing in the world to get rid of. In the name of Jesus, I curse that. I curse that. In the name of Jesus, I curse that. Mashakaya, be healed now. In the name of Jesus, I curse that. Be healed now. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I curse that joint problem commanded to leave his body in Jesus name thank you for it Father <laughs> start moving where was it hurt was it hurting tonight okay we just start moving it just start moving it thank you Lord it's healed thank you Lord it's healed thank you Lord it's healed Masakaya 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 <laughs> thank you Lord be healed tonight just Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, I, it just seems like maybe, maybe, maybe they're already up here, but it just seems like somebody's still supposed to come. You had an accident, and, and you've had trouble in that part of your joints or bones or something ever since. Has everybody come up? That, 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 Mashaki, be, be healed now in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Is that you, Kim? Huh? In the name of Jesus, I curse that. I command her bones to be restored, her joints to be restored, and that pain to leave and never come back. In the authority of the name of Jesus, we thank you for it. We thank you for it. Hallelujah. Whew, mama, she Huh? She had an injury. Should we come up here? <laughs> Father, thank you for your anointing that drives that out, goes up and down her spine, her neck, all her joints, and restores her to health in the name of Jesus. I command that pain to leave and never come back. Mm, I thank you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you, Father. Thank you for that restoration. Thank you for that angel that's even working on her body, straightening that out, straightening it out in the name of Jesus. Oh, my, thank you for it. 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 Hallelujah. You're, you're one too. Hallelujah. Father, we lay our hands on her for that now. In the name, put your hand on her lower back. Where, where did it, where did it? Is that where the uh, accident damaged it? It started in the back and went to the hip. 
Okay. Well, we're, we're getting this first one here first. Father, now we lay hands on her. Oh, yeah. I, I, I see that. I, now I can see it in spirit. Yeah, there is, there is uh, uh, yeah, arthritis, but there's some, uh, I don't know if you've been to the doctor and he said anything about there's some calcification, some things, you know, kind of like deposits. I command that to dissolve tonight in Jesus' name under that anointing, that to disappear, that to disappear, that to dis dissolve and disappear. <laughs> and so it is. And so it is. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for the restoration of the movement of her lower back. Freedom from pain down her hip. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, for her eyes, I command them to be normal, and the eyes to see as they're designed and created to see. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. You're getting an overhaul tonight. <laughs> Amen. You, you with her? Okay, for your knee. All right. Honey, would you lay your hands on Which one is it? Put your hands on her knee if you will. Father, we rebuke that pain. We command it to be restored, the, the, the joint to be restored to normal and the regrowth of that, that tissue in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. You believe you got it? Good. They're going to be seeing you dance around here like a 16-year-old. Praise God. Hallelujah. What about it? Father, we lay command that to be normal. We command it to be unrestricted. We command it to be healed so that the pain would go in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord Jesus glory <laughs> praise God thank you Jesus just lift your hands I'm telling you there's a, there's a, there's a light cloud in the building just the, the glory of God I can see it just limitedly. It's not real thick, but I can see it limitedly. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you all across this room. You're ministering to people. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Working in lives. Angelic assistance. Masaka. Masakite prafasahaya. Mamragutsukotaye. Panzagalishke. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We give you the praise for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anything else? Praise the Lord. Well, we want to hear your testimony, so pass them over to your pastor, and I'm sure he pass them on to us. We'll give God glory and encourage other people with them. Amen. I enjoyed tonight. I, I, thank you, honey. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor, for inviting us. Amen. Love you guys. <laughs>